Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to Candidate Experience Confidential, Insights on Recruiting and Hiring, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Kevin Grossman. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Kevin's episodes, you'll get the latest research, trends, and tips on the candidate experience to improve your recruiting and hiring practices for the future of work. Let's begin. Hi, everybody. Kevin Grossman, President of Talent Board and the Candidate Experience Awards. In this episode, I want to talk about why you should be delivering structured interviews to all of your job candidates, as well as giving your interview finalists feedback. I'm going to talk about the why of both of those things, as well as the benefits to your organization today. The benefit to your business and your brand, as well as helping you to improve your overall hiring selections. Now, I'm sure many of you would agree that there is a strong connection that exists between how candidates are treated throughout the entire recruiting and hiring process, but especially during the screening and interviewing stage, and whether or not they'll continue to associate with your business and your brand. This is the point of the recruiting process where it's going to have most of the human interaction, right? Because prior to this, especially any of your organizations out there that have any hiring volume and scale, there a lot of folks are not going to talk to humans at the point of them applying for those jobs, right? You're going to have a lot of automation in place, a lot of autoresponders and messages and communications that go out to those candidates. But for those who do get screened and interviewed, there's definitely a value and of having more human interaction that will pay off for you as well. And I would argue that those individuals who are being screened and interviewed, their experience could have a much even greater positive and or negative impact on your business and your brand. And we're going to talk more about that in this episode. Because this is where there's more investment, right, from both you, the employer, as well as the candidates. Because by the time your job candidates make it through screening and perhaps make it to the interview stage, positive ratings tend to increase in our data and research that we conduct every year, the Candidate Experience Benchmark research that Talent Board conducts, even if it's not the best experience overall. And again, think about this for a minute. That's because when there's more communication and opportunities for engagement, because candidates are in the running, they tend to rate their experience higher. That's something that we see every year in our research. And that is definitely something that is true. Now, that's not to say that they won't rate you, the employer, lower if their experience is bad, because we see this year after year and hear from employers in our candy community year after year because that they will do that. It's just that this is where companies can win or lose the candidates. They definitely want to apply again or for others. Because keep this in mind, if these are folks you're screening and especially that you're interviewing and those who make it to the final stage, not everybody's going to get hired, right? So it's those individuals you do want to potentially apply again for a future job, especially if they made it as down to a, a finalist for any given job that they're interested in, as well as referring others. And I've talked about that in past episodes as well, about the power of referrals. So you definitely want that to happen. So again, candidates in the screening and interview stage, they're going to get a lot more human action from you. And it really makes sense to be more consistent 
and transparent and so many other things that I'm going to talk about in this episode during that stage. Now, screening and interviewing are often the deciding factors in making that final hiring decision, right, of who's going to get that job at the end of the day. And after all the applications and early assessments, if you do assessments with your candidates, tests, et cetera, and maybe conducting early phone screenings and or video interviews, which we'll touch on as well, because definitely video interviews are, since the pandemic at least, even though we've gotten back to a lot more in-person, video interviews are still happening a lot. That's pretty prevalent in our data too, which I'll share. This is where the final list of candidates is evaluated by the recruiters and the hiring managers, whoever's doing your hiring on your end, as well as potential peers, colleagues, and other leaders and individuals in the organization. When recruiters and managers have the right tools and best practices, interviewing can be a very powerful process that determines the best fit for your organization today. However, in our research and data, only 56% of organizations in our North American research, which is what I'll stay focused on for this particular episode, have a structured interview process. Now, what we mean by that is we're talking about a process that is as consistent as possible for every job applicant, for every position that you're actually screening and interviewing for throughout the process. The same questions you're asking them in the same way. Everybody gets the same treatment. I'll mention this before the end of this episode, but it definitely can help reduce bias, conscious or unconscious bias, because at the end of the day, we're, we as humans, unfortunately, we're quite biased. But having the same structure and process for your job candidates for each job that you're hiring for could really makes a bigger difference. And it's also could be, it's a cleaner selection process too. So a structured interview process is really important, but again, only just over half of the companies in our research this last year, because we're still collecting data for this year, for candy winners, companies that have above average ratings in our research every year, above the benchmarks that we measure and see in our data every year, it's 63%. So it's, it's higher, but not as high as what we'd like to see. But I will mention this again in a bit. The highest rated companies in our research, though, in the top 10 especially, even top 20, every single company is definitely adhering to some structured interview process. What happens is that an inconsistent interview process can have a negative impact on both the quality of hires and the candidate experience, especially when recruiters and hiring managers don't prepare ahead of time. And I, I can't emphasize that enough. The entire process, you need to plan ahead for it, conduct it consistently throughout, and then, of course, give closure and consistent feedback and communication to candidates, which we'll get to. And what we found, again, is that more candidates in our data last year were interviewed in person again, because as we came out of the pandemic, that was the case, although still half nearly said that they had a virtual interview. And some employers fared better than others in doing this, for example. The number one negative reason candidates withdraw themselves from the recruiting process almost every single year in our research and data, actually every single year in our research and data, especially in North America, is because they say their time was disrespected during interviews and appointments. Think about that for a minute. If you kept candidates waiting, if your hiring managers are rescheduling on candidates, if you are not getting back to them or following up when you said you were going to get back to them and follow up, all of these things can really be disruptive and turn candidates off for that matter. Even if they ended up getting potentially the offer, they may decline it because it was a, not a really great experience overall. 
This is why, whether it's in person or virtual, the candidate experience trends positive when companies help candidates prepare. Again, ask relevant questions and communicate with candidates throughout the interview process, all while adhering to schedules overall. Extremely important to note that. Now, keep this in mind. Perceived fairness is very subjective. Yes, we know that. But when it comes to candidates who are in the running and being screened and interviewed, their positive sentiment tends to increase, at least until they're told they're not being pursued. That's always the case for any candidate that is in the running and then they're no longer being pursued. We do know that in our overall data, the interview fairness at promoter score was still about 23% lower last year in 2022 than in 2019. Now, we'll see what happens in this year's data set once we've done capturing and analyzing in 2023 because we're still halfway through the program right now. But definitely the, the pandemic's disruptive impact on the interview process did make a big difference. And then also flipping to virtual interviewing and then flipping back again. And I mean, the list goes on and on. But we do find, though, that live interviewing, whether it's virtual or in person, are still the best experience for candidates. The one-way recorded video interviews are definitely much lower in perceived fairness and positive sentiment with the candidates. It's always the live virtual or the live in person is preferred because most of us want to talk to a live human and not just to be screened out because of a video that I recorded, although they can be very important screening tools for companies. And one of the other things is that when we think about all the different things that go into the recruiting and hiring process, whether you're doing a virtual interview or an in-person, a live virtual or an in-person interview, again, the most structured process that you can deliver to candidates Every candidate being treated the same, asked the same questions, and then responded to in a similar fashion can make a big, big, big difference at the end of the day. And otherwise, you, you, know, you have the disruption. Again, the number one negative reason why candidates withdraw themselves from the recruiting process is because their time was disrespected, especially during the interview stage. Now, the thing I want to kind of wrap up with and focus on is the fact of feedback. So we just talked about a structured interview process and some of the insights from our data that we find every single year and the benefits therein, again, their willingness to apply again, to refer others, to be a brand advocate goes way up when they do feel it was positive and fair for them at the end of the day. Now, when you think about taking more steps for a more candidate-friendly and fair interview process, again, one that's structured, and again, think about bias, right? And when you have the same process and the same set of questions for every candidate and evaluate that on that criteria, whether you're doing kind of a scorecard process for your interview uh, responses or however you do it, it makes for a much more fair and I would argue a better hiring selection process too at the end of the day. One of the things that we also found, besides what I've already mentioned about structured interviews, is that they obviously usually drive a higher positive candidate ratings and a higher level of perceived fairness, and their candidates willing to refer was 71% higher when they were provided information on their job fit and candidacy status at the end of the interview date. And that is rare for most hiring organizations. I, I think that usually, unless you're, unless you're making really quick hiring decisions, a lot of time you're not giving feedback to candidates, maybe for more hourly positions, whether you're hiring in the plant, in the store, you may be making decisions even on the spot of hiring decisions on the spot. But whatever the case is, it's definitely a much more positive experience when they get feedback by the end of the interview day. 
doesn't happen as, as often as what we would prefer at, at talent board, but is definitely a recommendation. Now, here's the thing. Recruiters and or hiring managers at Candy Winning Companies, again, companies in our research that have above average ratings, they actually establish follow-up dates with finalists and keep those dates 15% more often than all other companies combined. 15%, you know, when you think about how competitive the market is sometimes, and you maybe even in your region to find the right people to work at your companies, any kind of an edge, a competitive edge is, is a benefit. And, and when you're being consistent about follow-up, it makes a big difference. Also, the highest rated companies in our research have provided some level of feedback to candidates. Now, let me talk about this for a couple of minutes as we round out this episode. We always recommend asking candidates for feedback at every stage, especially final stage candidates, those who are being made offers to and those who got hired, but also those you're rejecting at the final stage too. Asking them for feedback can help really inform about your recruiting and hiring process, strengths, weaknesses. And that's what we do with our benchmark research every year. That's the whole value of getting candidate feedback. But giving your candidate your candidates feedback, especially finalists, is one of the biggest differentiators we see in our research every year. That's why I wanted to end this episode with this information. So giving them feedback about job fit qualification status as to why you're not going to pursue them. These are usually very brief exchanges. And I could, we could do a whole another episode on the concerns about litigation and your legal counsel internally might say, please don't give candidates feedback. We're talking about job fit qualification status feedback, usually really brief exchanges and a phone call and an email. And just to give you a, a big difference of what that means, recently at a workshop that I ran, I had somebody ask me, oh, I, I think that's great about you know giving feedback. What about giving feedback on culture fit? And I immediately kind of looked at them and said, no, don't do that. Please don't do that. Those are the areas where you can get in trouble when you're talking about culture fit and things that are just a little bit more, um, a little too ambiguous as it relates to the skills and experience. Maybe you were looking for the job. So stick to job fit qualification status when you give feedback. But I can tell you the highest rated companies in our research are giving candidate feedback and they are reaping the benefits. And what I mean by that is when specific feedback is given to your finalists, your job interview finalists, what we find in our data and research is that their willingness to refer others increases by nearly 50%. This is from this last year again in our data set, and we'll see how that shows up this year. It'll probably be very similar though, because it is one of the biggest differentiators, again, in a positive candidate experience is giving finalists feedback and their willingness to increase their relationship with you, the employer, whatever that means to the candidate. And usually we mean brand advocacy or just willing to try again. That increases by 40%. I mean, again, giving specific feedback to finalists goes a long, long way. And I'll end on this note again, the highest rated companies in our research every single year are A, conducting structured interviews as consistently as possible, and B, they are giving job fit qualification status feedback to their interview finalists. And that's what I wanted to share in this episode today. Thank you all very much for listening. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and learning what's ahead for the future of recruiting and hiring. We'll be back next month with Kevin for another episode. But until then, please visit the Talent Board's website for additional resources at thetalentboard.org. And remember, 
don't let the shift hit your plans.